0: Everybody, yeah. body, yeah. Hello, we want to welcome you back to a new episode of Red, White, and Brown here on daisies.light. I'm joined by Mira and Michael here today. We got a great list for you guys. Two movies came out to the theater this week, as well as another movie on one of our favorite streaming platforms and a TV show. So we brought the action. We're here today to talk shop. Before you do that, I just want to ask Em, how are you doing today? How's your day been?
1: day has been busy. You know, it's just, you know, that, that time of the year when, you know, people are winding down and it, heading into the holidays. So if you guys haven't, we have a list of all the holiday movies you should be watching. And it's up on our website and also on our socials. Feel free to follow us. Tell us what else you want uh, to watch. Tell us how you want to interact with us um, and and also our shows. So uh, without much ado, let's get started with the list that we gotta review today, Michael. What you got? Yeah, it
0: seems here on the list. The first one we have is a movie that just came out in the theaters. It's called VOD. Em, you know, we've been talking about the theaters a lot recently. You know, was was this a hit? Was this a mess? What was the theaters look like for this one?
1: Okay, I have to tell you, I went with a lot of excitement. I went with a lot of hope to watch this movie. Firstly, uh, it is an empty, Theater. There was absolutely no one except me in the theater, which was a big disappointment when you go into such a movie. It had an ensemble cast of amazing actors. There's Sanjay Mishra, there's Nina Gupta, there's Manav These are actors that are bankable actors. These are actors that are not stars, but these are actors, actors. So I expected a lot from the story. I expected that the story will, uh, you know, uh, will be an artsy kind of an indie movie, but all my hopes were dashed to the ground when I started watching it. Number one, um, I thought the story had crazy amount loopholes. It has, it had loopholes that I could I could weave stuff in and out of freely. Um, then, uh, of course, that undermines the actors right away because now, you're, now you're not thinking about how they're acting. You're not thinking about their acting skills. You're not thinking about how they fit into the plot. You're not even thinking of the plot anymore. You're only thinking of the big gaping loop, loopholes on the story, and that's exactly what happened. Um, they spent a huge time uh, establishing the characters and the backstories, and then the action happened in a. Shortest time possible, and that was kind of all right. The movie's over; I gotta go. Kind of a situation. So this is a story of a of a of a teacher um, and his wife, um, Shambun, Shambunat Mishra, and his wife Manju, and they uh, live in Gwalior, which is a city w- 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 which is a pretty metropolitan city in in middle of uh, uh, of, of India, and the. The backstory of this couple is that they have a son who ha- who lives in America. and to send their son to America they've taken loans, one from the bank and then whatever the gap was, they got financed by a local uh, money lender, a shark, a loan shark. And now they're paying both the bank and the money shark and they you know have to somehow get the money. They're teaching kids in the neighborhood to get money. they're using the pension to pay. Using whatever means to pay, and the son isn't responsible. The son uh, doesn't talk to them properly. He's married, somebody American, and he has a daughter. And he keeps telling them it's very difficult to live in America. Sorry, I can't send you money so often. So they they get let down by the son. So that is one side story, and you see them kind of being uh, pretty pitiful, if I may, if I may put it that way. So. Um, where i thought the plot had crazy loopholes was the fact that cheap india has huge penetration of internet and phones uh, the data plans are pretty cheap so for somebody to go you know it, it was in the it, it was in the 1980s that you would go to cyber cafes and and make video calls with foreign data rates at what they are uh, you don't need to go to cyber cafes to call America anymore. You can call call from your phone. You can use WhatsApp from your phone. So, I mean, given the fact that guy is an educator, this is the current time. They haven't dated the movie. Um, how do you get away with the plot where they have to visit a cyber cafe and call their son in America? And it's pretty weird. Uh, what is weirder is the fact that the movie is is made by Geo, by Reliance, who o- also own Geo. Uh, which is the largest uh, cell phone uh, operator in India? <laughs> I mean, I mean, imagine having to be big loophole. Then, of course, in 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 this day and age of, of internet banking, the guy taking trips to the bank to talk to the bank teller, figuring out what the what the principal and the interest on his on his loan amount is. I mean, these these are these are little subplots that that make them sound very pitiful, but. It's just, they have mobile phones. Why do they have to go to an internet cafe to do a video call when WhatsApp is free? Uh, Why do they have to pay for it? I mean, little things like that, that can made me very uncomfortable. Then um, the local uh, money lender is harassing them to the extent that he brings girls over. It's like, all right, he's a money lender. He's rich enough to take the girl elsewhere. Why does he have to bring the girls to their house and then, they're a vegetarian household. Who bring he brings alcohol and mutton as well. And why? Well, it's not as if the house is comfortable, or he doesn't have anywhere anywhere else to go. It's just a very weird story, which is established to give them the motive of killing the guy. So one fine day, the guy comes over and he says, "I want the little girl who comes for tuition. She's twelve. I want her." And the teacher just kills the guy, and slices the map, puts, puts him into jute bags, disposes of the body. Now, all of this is like, at uh, the two hour plus movie, this is like most of the movie. And then this is a story of how the cops are trying to figure out who killed, and they start the investigation, which is also so shoddily, um, uh, it's, it's shoddily put together. You you just can't believe it. You, you, you start believing the story because it's, it, it's all right so if this were the, we were told that this is fantasy i love fantasy i'm, I'm watching a story um a, a korean story where this guy gets killed and he's reborn as in the killer's family as a kid so it's fantasy i know it's fantasy it is it was the construct of the show is fantasy but you you present something in a realistic lens where you're trying to portray things as realistically as possible and then you create a fantasy around it. That just didn't fit well. Anyway, um, I was very disappointed. The actors just didn't have the space to perform because even though they're great actors, they could put together a brilliant performance. However, how far will the performance go if you know the subject matter and the story and the screenplay is so poorly done? So a big disappointment. I didn't even realize the movie, ha- was over because I was doing 15 other things by then because I lost interest in it altogether. And then I looked up and the the, the credits are rolling and I'm like, all right, bye, going home.
0: Now, we just got done reviewing a movie that came out to the theaters called VOD. Now we're going to get ready to transition into our second movie. This one also coming out in the theaters and we hope that we saw you guys there because I know that we were there. I'm um, enjoying a couple movies here but we're going to be talking about the movie called salam venki now salam venki is actually based on a true story it's based on um it's based upon a chess player i believe his name and you mind reminding me the chess player's name
1: um his his name his real name is it yes it's it's srikanth their the last horror horror the and the chess player's name was kola venkatesh
0: Okay, and the chess player suffer, suffers from a disease called Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Basically, it's a disease that um, contributes to the withering down of muscles in your body until you eventually leads to death. And many people, like with this disease, have a very early death as well. And so um, the main character here, his name's uh, uh, the main character here, his name's Vin Vin-Katesh. Sorry, pronunciation on those ones trip me up. i yeah, Call him
1: Venky. I'll
0: call him Venky. For the rest of this, he wants to petition to be able to donate his organs to another person when you know right before he dies or you know, right as he's dying, right when he's pronounced dead. And this is the story of him pretty much trying to get this petition passed, as well as just us taking a deep dive on all the interactions he has like with his family, with some friends, with nurses and everything. It is kind of a sad movie to watch. But it is ultimately a very compelling story. This movie is, you know, melodramatic in a way. Um, so I know that there were definitely some great elements. I want to pass it over to M just to kind of give us, you know, what her thoughts were on this film. So,
1: uh, you know, I'd watched another story, um, of a similar story um, called um, The Sky is Pink, Priyanka Chopra for Han actor. And it's a story of a kid that is going to die and how the family tries to kind of, can work around the death of the kid. And um, it, it's a similar story, but the treatment of the story was pretty realistically uh, sans of drama. It was very realistic. It was very human. What really hits me the most about Salam Wenki was, was the over-dramatization of everything. It was, it was so over-dramatized that at times I was like, stop, stop don't because you're killing killing the vibe for me you're really killing the story especially when you base something on a real life person uh, a person who petitioned for euthanasia and how his mother you know got the petition moving so uh w- when you're presenting such a story you want to stay away from ground you want st- to stick to you know the human element of the story but this is overtly dramatic now here venki is a and this movie is a happy, Bollywood-loving, chess-playing gangster. And uh, and and every time anybody has a conversation with, with him, he replies with Bollywood dialogues. He has a great relationship with his doctor, who is played by Rajiv Khandelwal, by the way, guys. And uh, his a nurse and a sister. And he also has a sweetheart who is blind, by the way. And, and then he's, he has a spiritual guide as well. So he has this entire community of people around him that, you know, are his, are his community, are, are his tribe. And his mother, Sujata, is a very brave woman and she files a case seeking euthanasia on the behalf of her son because it is his last wish. And then the lawyer walks in and takes on the case knowing that he would most likely lose. Um, and, and then there is another lawyer, Priyam, Priyamani. Uh, she's an actress on the opposing end and Ahana Kumra is a journalist helping the cause. Uh, judge is uh, Prakash Raj as usual, and and then um, Anit Panda plays Venki's uh, Padda plays uh, Venky's blind sweetheart, and Riddhi Ridhi is his uh, estranged sister. Um, so so the interaction between mother and son is very highly dramatized, very very highly dramatized, um, and and having to act with a with 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 a, with an actress like uh, Joel who plays the mother. Uh, I guess Vishal Jaitwa, who plays Venki, uh, I thought it was a tall order because Kajol is such a fluid actress. She's she's so organic when she's on screen. It's, it's, a, it's as if the camera loves her. And for Vishal Jaitwa to stand his own, I thought that was a great accomplishment because I've seen him in another movie. I think this is his second movie or something. But yes, Vishal Jaitwa did, uh, did stand his own. Um, I, I I think on the whole, it was a big tearjerker. It's a movie that, uh, of course, you know, Michael, there's nobody in the theater, uh, right. except us. Again, uh, to, to watch such a movie, you really need to be prepared to cry a lot. It's com- complete tearjerker. It's highly dramatized. The uh, director of the movie is a Revati, um, who was who's big actress, South Indian actress, uh, as well, but but she's she's directed several movies, and as I said before, if I compare this to the sky is pink, um, which was the Priyanka Chopra movie, uh, where you know, uh, this kid has to, um, eighteen year old kid ha- has pulmonary fibrosis, and she's terminally terminally ill, and her family has to, be, has to prepare for it and deal with it. That story was told more pregnantly, more. Realistically, and this is like a melodramatic musical, so the treatment of the stories is different. Um, in any case, if you like mellow musicals, this is the one for you, even though it's based on a real life story, you will feel the drama. So, we just got done
0: with two movies that came out into the theater. I'm going to transition to one of our st- favorite streaming platforms here on Z5. This was Blur, um, which was. Played by topsy panu main actress this is actually her third uh third you know remake um this one a little bit different though so this is a horror thriller film where the whole premise is um that we have this girl whose sister died by suicide a couple months back and it was her blind musician's sister died by suicide however topsy panu's character believes that it was there was a bit more than that believes that her sister may have been murdered and that's pretty much the entire premise. So topsy Panou tries to, you know, figure out who, who killed her sister, but it's all done so while um, her character slowly begins to lose her vision. So it's this race to figure out who killed her sister, how did her sister die, or, you know, before she lose, loses her sight. And ultimately she, she ends up getting pretty deep down that rabbit hole, but overall, I, I watched this film, and there were there were a couple things that I found to just kind of be, you know, a tangled mess. Really, the, the pacing of this movie was very, very choppy. Now, Topsi Panu has been in some pretty decent remakes um, recently, some that did all right, but this this most recent one, like I said, I don't, I don't know if this is her genre or not, because, one, the pacing of it was very weird. Two, the, the writing, you know, for the character development of her character, like, there were just a bunch of details about her sister that we don't really... Quite explore. Like, for example, we know that she was a musician and we know that she hated hip hop and rap, but there was no ever like really explanation on some of these, you know, really specific details that they added in there. So I overall felt that like the focus of the movie was kind of on the wrong things. Now, one thing I did think that was really cool about this movie, kind of something that you think of like when you see a movie like A Quiet Place, the for like a thriller film or a horror film, losing your eyesight over you know, the duration of the film is, I think that's a really unique angle um, to kind of take a new horror thriller movie, not even something I've seen in, you know, in the U.S. besides, like I said, A Quiet Place or films like that. So that was something that I did think was pretty cool. But I will say the execution of a lot of the horror scenes, a lot of the thriller scenes just weren't really brought up, you know, brought to the screen as well as I thought they would, you know, instead of really being on the edge of my seat, you know, I was just kind of, I was just kind of ready for this film to get to be done. Um, I do think Tapsu Panu is a pretty pretty decent actress. However, I don't know if it was the writing. I don't know if it was the direction or maybe even something in her performance. But this one just did not do it for me. Um, you know, third time's the charm. Maybe not. But we'll see if she makes a fourth one. And do you have any other thoughts?
1: No, not in Blur at all. I completely agree with your assessment. Definitely. Yep. I think I think it was more of a repeat. It wasn't that exciting to watch Topsy do yet another. Yep. You know, it. She tries to pick up different projects, but for some reason, the last few haven't been clicking well.
0: Yeah, I'm done reviewing uh, a film called Blur with Topsy Pandu, but now we're going to transition into a series. That's right. We've done three movies and now we're going to move on to a series. Now we got Fadu, which um came up on Sony Live. This is a series that just came out recently, and we have M. we got to sit down and watch a couple episodes and even write a little review, which by the way, if you're not reading our reviews, those are all available on Daisy's.live. You can get the inside scoop before you hear us. Just head over to daisies.live, check out those reviews, and leave us a thought on our social handles, Daisy LiveGram on Instagram and Daisy's.live on Twitter. Let's hear from you guys. Anyways, M, take it away.
1: Thank you so much, Michael. But I have to tell you, I went into this series with a lot of expectations because uh, no one, the director of the series, Ashwini Ayer, um, uh, she she's she's a great director. I've seen her other work, and I I really think she she does justice to her stories. Uh, I was expecting the same here. The feel that I had when I was sitting through the episodes was, um, you know, those clean movies of the 1980s, simple stories that make you smile, simple stories with absolutely no complications, no villains, no dramatic, over, overly dramatic plots, things that make you smile, things that, you know, you love watching because they're so this so is soothing to your senses. That I was a feeling I got with this. This is a story of a... Guy, his name is Abhai, and he lives in a slum and or I call him basti, and um and that's where he's lived all his life. And he wants to move on to better circumstances. And he meets a girl. He falls in love with her, and she, uh, she's fine. She loves him so much that she's fine to live with him in a in, in the dirty slums, and um, and. And she she says she doesn't make a distinction whether whether he lives in a slum or in, in a palace and um, and they start they get married and start living together. So uh, this is how simple the story is, There's no needless complications around it. And then the story kind of takes off pretty well where uh, where Pavel Gulati, who plays Abai, is obsessed with the idea that he, if he changes circumstances, he can leave his poverty behind, he can cha- change his life, he can change his story, basically, he, he hates his story so much. Um, so, so, so he, he thinks of quick ways of making money before he meets a very unfortunate event in his life, I'm not going to give away the spoiler. Siamik care she, she, she plays his lady love, and her name is Manjuri, and she accepts, Abhay, and she's she's the poetic kind, she's the love kind, she's the one who finds flowers in the, in the dirtiest places. So she, she kind of accepts him and his adversities as she would accept the nice things in life. And she comes from a middle-class family, she's been raised by a postmaster father and a homely mother. And now when all of this is happening, when they start living together, uh, Abhay kind of thinks that he can change his realities, and um, if, if I don't give away the plot, which I'm not trying not to, uh, I think the first five episodes are are just very predictable. But after that, uh, you know, uh, the story kind of moves away, to moves on to slight complications. And uh, I think the early, epi- early scenes where you are made to believe that they both are school school kids, high school kids. is just unbelievable because they don't look like high school kids. And, the, you know, you kind of have to kind of imagine that they're high school kids. It's a very difficult thing. Even the makeup hasn't been changed much for you to, you know, kind of buy that story that these old looking people are actually yep. high school kids. And there's no attempt to show even the evolution of these school students into husband and wife and um not not, not in the behavior, not in the makeup, not in the way they look, nothing. But I think the simplicity of the first few episodes is great. And that's what I liked about it. You know, the struggle feels real where they're trying to maintain a weekly budget, they take up jobs, they, they deal with rising cost of food and living and, and, and just how they get into the, you know, home space together. Yep. But as the as the as the episodes progress, uh, it becomes very difficult to relate to these characters, and that's because it becomes more of a stro- story, rags to riches story of Abhay's character, and it's got nothing to do with the woman at all after that, and the show completely becomes something else. It starts with a simple story of survival, then it becomes something else altogether. Um, there's there's a side relationship. Uh, of Abhay and his his drunk brother and Manjuri's uh, relationship with his with her father and and you know it's it's just uh, there are these heartwarming side notes but uh, on the whole I thought the first few episodes were great and after that the the story completely deviated from what I thought it was going to be. Um, as actors, Pavel Gulati really takes this entire story on his shoulders, and I think he's a he's a very effective actor. Uh, he he fits in very well with the role. He makes it his own. He's he's a brilliant actor that way. Siami Kerr does a very good job, but she doesn't have a lot of meat um, later in the episodes. And I think everybody in the ensemble cast is just compelling. So um, I think what really what really let me down is the fact that the story isn't what it was supposed to be it just changes its course pretty drastically and then just a normal rags riches story after that
0: definitely want to give props to the all the actors and actresses give credit where credit is due and we are back we hope you like that song we're here on Daisy's ally red white and brown on radio a.m. And we just reviewed long little list of movies here. We saw two movies in the theater called Vaat and uh, Salam Inkey. Then we saw a movie that came out on Z5 called Blur. And lastly, a series that came out on Sony Live called Fab do Overall, this week gave us some, some interesting watches. Uh, however, we highly recommend for you guys to watch these on your own and leave us your own thoughts. As I said earlier, what are you doing? Get on our website right now, live And Read our reviews, give us some feedback, tell us your thoughts. We love interacting with our audience. So hit us on our links. Like I said before, it's Stacy's Live on Instagram, Stacey's Live for Twitter. Shout us out, talk to us, we'll talk back. But until then, we will see you next week.
1: Everybody, watch yeah. your body.